So, here we are, already into February 2021, and yet, for as much that has changed in the world, so little has as well. So it seems fitting that we've just finished Groundhog Day before the second annual impeachment of Donald Trump occurs, because I'm not sure that the outcome will be much different than the last edition, I mean, uh, impeachment. Most of the players are exactly the same as they were last year. The biggest difference in this impeachment is that the tr events that triggered it are coming from within the United States as opposed to having had dealings with a foreign country. And to say that the world won't be watching this impeachment e with even more interest than the last time would be misleading, primarily because this impeachment is historic for a couple of reasons. The first reason is mainly because there's never been a president of the United States that has been impeached twice. Now, some will argue that he's being tried as a private citizen because Trump is no longer president. But let's face it, that's just getting into partisan splitting of hairs. He was president when he was impeached by the uh, House of Representatives, and that automatically triggers the need for a trial in the Senate. There is no stipulation on the timing of the trial within the U U.S. Constitution, except that once the article or articles of impeachment has been delivered to the Senate, that the trial has to start the next day at 1 p.m. And if it hadn't been for Mitch McConnell, who adjourned the, the Senate until the 19th of January 2021, the day before the inauguration, the trial could have started when Trump was still in office and be completed after he was out. Hence why I say it's just splitting hairs. The second reason why this is historic and why the world will be watching is because it's the first time in U.S. history that the president is being tried for incitement of an insurrection on his own government during the transfer of power where the Congress was in a joint session certifying the Electoral College votes. To this day, I never thought I'd see where a sitting president would encourage rioters to storm the Capitol, thinking he could stop the counting of votes and that he would be accepted as a lawfully elected president had they convinced the Congress to rescind the results. Hell, Trump kept claiming for the past four years that the Democrats viewed him as an illegitimate president from the 2016 election. So can you imagine his paranoia if he had actually succeeded in overturning this election? Never mind how the rest of the country would have risen up against him. I don't even want to contemplate what that would have looked like. And for as tragic as this whole affair is, and it is tragic, this is why I love politics so much. You just never know how someone can manipulate the rules to their advantage and still think that they're justified in doing so just to hang on to power. And the interesting thing about things like this is that they have it all mapped out two, three or more steps ahead. So by the time you hear about the first things that have to be uh, that have to happen to give them more power, it's too late to turn back. And they just keeping keep taking more and more and more. That's how democracies fall with the permission of the people because they voted for it, thinking it was something else. It's a slippery slope from democracy to, to demagoguery. 
Now, the other interesting bit of historical importance with the upcoming impeachment trial is that the Senate is not only going to be the setting of the trial, that's not historical because the trial always takes place in the Senate, but it's also the crime scene where the basis of the impeachment took place. The senators who are going to be jurors in the trial are also witnesses to the events that took place that became the basis of the impeachment. So if you are a witness to a crime in your workplace and you have to adjudicate if it is a crime in your workplace against your colleagues who work with you in that crime scene slash workplace, how can you justify not prosecuting the person who incited the violence and crime? This is going to be the ultimate art of the dodge. There's going to be so many subtle manipulations of the events of that day of insurrection on the 6th of January 2021 that by the end of it, you will not recognize that you're hearing about what actually took place and what you saw. What you are going to see is, is how cleverly each of the senators, when it's their turn to vote on the article of impeachment, justify how this shouldn't be taken as a serious, serious breach of the presidential oath of office because they feel it is unconstitutional because Trump is no longer in office. It's a convenient excuse for them so they don't have to face the electorate back, uh, back home. And what's the consequent? A consequence of their deception for the sake of saving a disgraced president, they will no longer be able to say that no one is above the law, not even the president. They will have just set precedent that any president can now literally stand in the middle of Times Square and shoot someone in the head and no one will be able to do anything about it. And on that point, democracy fails. Now, the other thing that we haven't heard anything about for the past few weeks, few weeks is that during the impeachment trial, the very factions that followed the alleged orders of the president to take back their country or they would be considered weak can very easily start the riots and carnage all over again throughout the capitals of the 50 United States. Because they might want to send a signal that they will not stand for their president to be held accountable for his actions. I'm going to be really interested to see if any of this occurs during the course of the trial because we haven't heard the last of Trump or his followers. Now, and remember, Donald J. Trump took great pains to state, we did what we came here to do and so much more, and that the movement we have started is just only beginning. But now some good news regarding the GOP and some of its members is, is that they're actually starting to recognize the damage the 6th of January has done to the nation and in particular their party. Some of them are actually starting to sound like they have a little bit of moral integrity and that they're actively denouncing other members who continue to insist the election was stolen and that Trump, uh, Trump is the real elected president. Conspiracy theories and mistrust of each other and everyone on the other side of the political sphere is becoming tiresome to some who just want to play nice for a while. 
they're beginning to realize that it takes so much more energy to hate than it does to get along with someone. And when you have a very good conservative Republican like Congresswoman Liz Cheney being denounced because she realizes the damage Trump did, you know there is trouble in the grand old party and something has to change before it implodes onto itself. And all I can say is that for as much as I'm going to hate the fact the impeachment has to happen, it has to happen for the sake of the democracy of the United States and more importantly for the ideals of democracy and what it stands for around the world. So I will be spending my time in front of the television, popcorn in hand, watching history unfold into the warped sense of reality they will have us believe it should be, instead of what should happen for the sake of their republic for which they stand. And with that, I'll leave it here for now. But I want to share with you the quote from Representative Adam Kinzinger, who's the Republican congressman for the 16th District of Illinois, who has clearly had enough of Trumpism when he said, and I quote, you know what, honestly, it's time we just tell the truth. If it costs us an election to save our soul, I'm fine with that, unquote. So until next time, cheers.